Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 271. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And this is a Tudor episode? Yeah. Where we try to teach you something new. Yeah. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. That must have been pretty difficult for you to get out. It was, because I actually have no clue what we're tutoring on. I asked you right ahead, and you didn't say anything. Yeah, so what are you, what'd you come up with? I got an idea, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this the seasoning period. Okay. I also have an idea, but I kind of, I'm more curious with yours. Okay. All right, gang. Yesterday was recon. Mm-hmm. Went really well. It went very I thought, well. I thought it went really well. I, we had no hiccups besides well, we, more people showing up than we expected. A couple more people showed up than expected. So we had to pull on a couple of chairs um, and then a couple of the, uh, oh, sorry, a uh, couple malfunctions with the PowerPoints and stuff. Yeah, but that's, I mean. Yeah, so what it was, and I'm not exactly sure how, <clears throat> it, I don't think we're getting around it because. What I've learned is speakers, the the t- type of people that typically come up and speak, um, they're typically go getters, mm-hmm. and so they, most go getters I know procrastinate. Yep, almost all of them. Do. I was gonna say all of them. Almost oh, no, because you got like Logan Rankin. There's a you know there's a there's, f- there's a couple few. Like uh, a point five percent of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a one. Uh-huh. I'll give you one. Right. Percent. Well, and yeah. And so, like Jason was uh, prepared and mm-hmm. stuff, except for his was fucked up. The he had it done, but it ended up being fucked up, like on the layout of it or whatever. So yeah. I had to get like anyway. So the thing was was like um most go getters are procrastinators yeah and that's just how they operate and there's nothing wrong with that but i was talking with the mc guys paul and evan about next year and they're like yeah if we could get together like the wednesday before just go over intros powerpoints etc i'm like yeah dude let's do it for sure like whatever we have by that time yes let's go over intros powerpoints and stuff i'm like intros for sure yeah intros for sure we can have intros done. absolutely but i'm like i can almost guarantee we're not going to have most of the PowerPoints by a Wednesday when the event is on a Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the issue, too, is like a lot of speakers like to try and um, like personalize oh, yeah, the for PowerPoints sure. for mm-hmm. every event. Yep. So, I mean, I remember this from last year, too. Like they had their PowerPoints done, but they were like, oh, well, with like only having an hour, 15 minutes or an hour I need to cut some slides out. Yeah, yep, for sure. So, like, then they were doing that very last minute. But still, I mean, like, even if they could get us, like, a rough draft of their PowerPoint, anything. Mm -hmm. I think, um, our last speakers, I think if they would have just downloaded his PowerPoint, it would have been fine. No, because it was Canva, and when they downloaded the PowerPoint, it got all mixed up. That's where our oh, issues really? came. Yeah, yeah, because oh. the, because he had sent it right away. Like he sent it days ago. Yeah, weird because like oh. when I downloaded it, it was just like when I downloaded mine for right. the uh, sponsors and stuff. That was just fine. Yeah, I have no. Yeah, so for whatever reason, like because he showed me and I was like, yeah, this is all fucked up. Weird. Um, it like spacing was weird. Some words were cut off and stuff. It was weird. 
So that was the that was the issue there. But anyway, so yeah, yeah. um, back on track with yes. that. Um, the preparation, and so and, like everything went really well. We can fine tune it some more next year, stuff like that. Had a speaker back out, was able to fill that speaker spot. Actually, got really good feedback. Mm-hmm. Got really good feedback on the speaker we replaced him with. Um. Which uh, I was very happy to replace him uh, with Don Ross. Yeah. Phenomenal speaker, knows what he's talking about. Um, uh, it gives f- great content. And if you take the biggest thing with everybody there, yes, like everyone there yesterday and most of the people that come to Escoria mm-hmm. and, and speak and stuff like that, if you take what they say and you do what they say, you make more money. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. You help more people and make more money. It's that easy. Um, Here's the other thing I learned. Um, one, put the start time 15 to 30 minutes before it actually starts. Yeah. Because we had it the, on the website, it said started at nine on the itinerary. I put eight forty five, but yeah. I didn't change it on the website. Um, and we had people rolling up at nine Oh five, nine fifteen, nine thirty. Yeah. I think next year we'll have start time at eight thirty. Yeah. I think that's doors open at eight start time at eight thirty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to put when the first speaker is going to be on. Yeah, because then people <laughs> will people roll off right nine. at nine. So, but, oh, it starts at eight thirty, but speaker don't start till nine. So, anyways, um, let me see what else. Uh, what did you want to talk about? Tutor about mm. shiny objects. Okay. All right, that's a pretty good one. Because mm-hmm. most people that we have listening are people that were probably at recon. Some of the people. I guess not most. Oh, so don't talk about something we learned at Recon? I mean, we could. Oh, sure. That's fine. Okay. I was just thinking that's like a good thing to keep in people's minds after like going to an event like that. Ah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. But the, what did you want to tutor on? Oh, good question. Execution. Oh, we could do both. Okay, cool. All right, cool. The overlying theme of yesterday. It wasn't a theme. The overlying... Takeaway. Oh, okay, yeah. The over, the over, the overlying takeaway from all of yesterday was execution. Mm-hmm. All of those dudes take what they've learned and they execute. Yeah. And they don't execute part time. They don't just like sometimes send out mailers. They don't sometimes make phone calls. Nothing like that. They execute mm-hmm. every fucking day. They execute. Yeah, and that's something, like, Sean and I recently, like, remembered because we've heard so many people say, like, at some point you just have to take the leap and do it because when you take the leap, then you're in survival mode and you you have to get the work done mm-hmm. to get money to survive. Mm-hmm. And Sean and I just finally remembered that a couple weeks ago because we were both just so so mad at our jobs. Um. Well, Sean was mad at our business, and I was mad at my job. And we were just like, we need to just take the leap. I just need to quit my job. We need to take the leap, mm-hmm. and we will make it work. Right. Um, because I, no matter what, like, I can't, I can't ex- execute and do the things I want for our business if I'm working another full-time job. It's just, I just can't. It's very improbable. Not impossible, yeah. but improbable. Right. Well, to execute at a level every day 
mm-hmm. where it need like to get the results we want mm-hmm. is a lot more difficult when you're spending 40 hours somewhere else. Yeah. So when you spend 40 hours executing on the shit that does move us forward more, plus that extra time you'd be able to, it allows for so much more to get done. Mm. Um, and those 40 hours are typically your best operating time or your best execution time. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Big thing we've heard here so many times is like, oh, you can't do like doing full-time real estate in Eau Claire is so hard as far as like wholesaling, flipping, burring, whatever. It's so difficult to do it here full-time. And it is difficult to do it here full-time. Like we don't have anywhere near the amount of deals, Mm -hmm. right? But we also don't have anywhere near the competition. And there's not a single company here who does... uh, who does marketing, uh, acquisitions, cold calling, flyers, full-time mm-hmm. for real estate acquisition. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing it full-time. No. You talk to the speakers. You talk to some of our friends over in Appleton, Green Bay. Those guys do acquisitions every single day without fail. Well, and we even noticed that yesterday because one of our sponsors, um, Andrew Engel, mm-hmm. uh, has a program called Fresh Big Leads. Yep. And it releases a list of... Um, Probates, divorces, deaths, yeah. so, like, bankruptcies. If they, were, if they were filed that day, like they're on that list that day. Yep. And he had a coupon for a free month of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I hardly saw anybody take that. Oh yeah, I took one. Yeah, we took one, and then we, we talked about taking like six of them. Yeah, and using different business email. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Joe took a couple to like hand out to people yeah. because he's just like, I keep talking to people that need help, and this would help them. Right, and Jason talked about Jason Lund talked about at his <clears throat> during his presentation, mm-hmm. and he's like, every day. My VA, when that list hits at 4 o'clock, does whatever, puts it into our system, and uh, his assistant drops off the, the postcard for those however many addresses that day before 4 o'clock at the post office so it goes out so those people get it the next day. Mm. He's like, a lot of the times I am notifying somebody in there, like someone in their family before the divorce papers are filed, mm. I'm notice I'm notifying someone before their bankruptcy hits, like or foreclosure hits, foreclosure yeah. hits, anything like that. It's like, dang, mm-hmm. dude. Um, and so it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's definitely like, but that's the thing. That's the difference between operating and doing it every single day, and all of us here just doing it like part time. Mm-hmm. It's like they do it every fucking day going. Yeah which is awesome. Yeah. And posting, the big thing, posting on Facebook. Posting on Facebook all the time. Like, oh, hey, guys, just so you know, like, looking to ramp up. If you know anybody looking to sell real estate, please let me know. Yeah. It's fucking smart. Yeah. Going to sheriff sales. Hey, guys, I got a property right here to wholesale. Who's interested? You know? People are not 
executing and getting after it here mm-hmm. like that they're making excuses and i'm fucking just as guilty yeah i feel i do feel like there is like people in eau claire are afraid of risks as well 100 percent. because there's no there's i find it so hard to believe that you could go to an eau claire sheriff sale say hey guys i got this deal it's a two bed one bath needs about thirty thousand dollars in remodeling I'll sell it to you for 110000 Nobody, I, I would find it so hard to believe that someone would take that deal without looking at it. Yeah. Because you can't show them pictures if you're wholesaling. Right. So I just, I, we've known so few people that are willing to do that as well. Oh, dude, we've tried wholesaling to people, you know, and even as like my background, like construction. Hey, guys, this is what we got going on. They're like, well, we need to see it. And I'm just like. You can't. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Bye. So, yeah, it's it's such a big thing. Such a big, big thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think over there, a big thing over there and what's really cool, and it's something you could totally do here, um, is reputation. Yeah. Like, Jason Jason, and, like, Joe Graciani and stuff, they over there, they've got reputation. They are not going to wreck their reputation to get a wholesale fee. Mm-hmm. You know? And so... It's just cool to see that people like that are they their word and their reputation is more than a deal. Yeah. And a lot of people here it's not. And so many people have gotten screwed over by people who are there for the deal. And I know multiple people I will not do business with. No, oh, yeah. Because of that. Multiple people I will not do business with because of that. And um and sadly that's the case for, for a lot of a lot of people here is there for the quick dollar instead of the long-term relationships, which mm, they're pe- not executing well. Oh yeah, people. Yeah, they they're not thinking that like, dude. It, today's like, money is nothing compared to the next fifteen years of money. Right. Like, dude, what are you what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why why make a hundred G's off of someone today when you could make a million off of them over the next ten years? Mm. It's what I thought was interesting too about Jason is. Wait, this is getting off of execution. I don't have to talk about that. Um, okay. But just making sure you're like executing and executing well. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, I thinking, like, Sean and I were thinking back on it the other day. Him and Ryan started Stable Living in 2017. 2018? 2017. And Colin Schwartz started his business in 2017. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yes, like, we sold Stable Living, but Ryan, I mean, Ryan obviously still has it. And comparing, like, I don't know, I guess, how would you compare Ryan to Colin? What do you mean? They both started their businesses in 2017. Okay. So where, like, do you think comparison lies? Like, do you think Colin Schwartz is still, like, way above Ryan? I think mindset is just so different. Yeah. Because Colin had a... Colin had a like a mind his thought was multifamily and go from there right like multifamily see what he can do and along the way picked up a very intelligent partner Mm -hmm. and their model was very much like bringing as many people to get to the and like to get to where you want and build up a business right Mm -hmm. like Ryan and I were so much like, oh, we're just going to start this business and see where it goes and, like, try to grow it. Um, 
but I would say like the biggest thing would just be one Ryan had a lot dumber partner than Colin has. <laughs> that too. The the metro area for their growth is way different. Mm-hmm. But then here, it's just such a different. the The idea for growth is so much smaller for like what Ryan's was compared to Collins was the like mindset of growth, right? Because mm-hmm. if Ryan wanted to do a similar thing as Colin, Ryan could not have stuck with four bed AFHs. He would have had to do a couple four bed AFHs and immediately go to CBRFs. Yeah. And the CBRFs need to continually compound and get bigger and bigger because that's what, like, Colin talks. The first thing he bought, he executed, he bought a a three unit, right? Mm -hmm. And then he bought, like, a couple duplex, whatever, right? At first, you do what you do to get by. We've talked about that before. You execute on the things you can execute at the beginning because that's your only option. As you grow, you can continue to execute and build that brand. And so then Colin would go and he would buy a 100 unit or Mm -hmm. 200 unit. Well, the same thing. If Ryan wanted to continue a similar uh growth trajectory he would have had to like grab some investors um different partners professionals in the field and he would have had to go from the four beds to the 28 bed cbrf Mm -hmm. to the 100 bed cbrf you know and bop 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 that would have been the only way for those growth paths to be similar yeah but that's that's the that's the big difference and we get in that so much here of like the smaller mindset we're not thinking of big 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 and so it's a lot easier to get stuck here um when you aren't seeing that kind of shit i also think too since because i mean this was your whole time there honestly like you were never fully doing stable living oh dude i don't i never like the only time I fully did never and never the whole time and even Ryan because when I came on and started doing like all the admin stuff like you two then were venturing into real estate yeah and you two were always part-time real estate part-time stable living so I think that also too is why like executing and executing fully on one thing is so it can really change like where your trajectory goes because you also have to think Colin isn't just in Omaha no, God, he has no. properties all over the Midwest and on to Texas, right? Shit, yeah. So I mean, it's also like thinking outside of your box a little bit too, when like when you are fully executing and once you kind of reach a point in whatever city you're in. Yeah, I would say definitely. Yeah, and that pat like thing. Ryan and I never fully dedicated to one thing and one thing only Mm -hmm. we always were doing other shit Mm -hmm. if him and i only had done stable living ignored everything else and only did stable living we'd be wildly more successful than we are today yeah i mean because wildly back in 2020 we the three of us talked about opening one in like wausau and opening one in lacrosse and like expanding to different cities because we were eau claire kind of has a cap everywhere's Um, got a cap right i mean Ryan has honestly surpassed what I ever thought like he could in Eau Claire, which that's very yeah. good for him. For like, yeah, for the size of facilities, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a discussion we did have back in 2020. And they still haven't done that. So, I mean, they can still like expand yeah, to those know, other cities. I know they're talking about doing that. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so accurate in the fact that like 
you hear so many fucking we talk about it so people talk about it you build your bridge Mm -hmm. before adding lanes and we never fully build the bridges we're just always adding lanes Mm -hmm. so yeah it's absolutely true there needs to like fully stick with something go at it 100 percent. if we would have done that there would have been a there could have been a lot more similarities um to like hire up people if we would have done that yeah but we didn't do that and instead of just been kind of doing random shit for seven years yeah so that i mean that like it totally shows like what the difference a hundred percent execution could do for a hundred percent. Well, mm-hmm. and then that goes right into shiny object syndrome. A hundred percent. Cause it was like, Oh, machine shop, shiny object. Oh, fucking car, shiny object. Oh, there's snow plowing, snow plowing, shiny object. Oh, real estate, shiny object. And it's just constantly like, bah, 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 shiny object, after shiny object. After. And, never nothing ever got a hundred percent of our yeah, no. attention mm. and one thing like we sean and i've talked about is like a thing you do have to remember when you're early on is you kind of and we were told this and sean was just recently reminded of this um that when you're kind of starting off you kind of have to do whatever you need to do to make money mm-hmm. so the first few clients sean and ryan got were not the clients that they wanted to get Mm-mm. but a case manager told them you're just starting out you need to build your reputation you just have to take whatever they'll bring to you mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like what we're that's not kind of like that is what we're doing with the construction business right now is we don't really have our name out there yet we don't really have a reputation out there yet and so we're kind of just taking every job most of the jobs that come our way that we know we can do and do well mm-hmm um, and then until we figure out what our niche is and we have a reputation, then we'll start fully building that bridge and then kind of adding lanes onto it. But right now we're kind of in the construction of building the bridge and just trying to get our name and, um, reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've passed on a lot of shiny objects mm-hmm. lately because mm-hmm. I've already been down that route and learned it doesn't work the best. No. So... Yeah, it's the biggest thing. Find one thing and execute 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's not much else you have to say about it besides the fact of one thing, execute 100%. Once that is wildly successful, then you can do other things. Because mm. think of like if you bought a storage unit and then a couple months later you bought a duplex or a, let, actually, let's go a little bit bigger. Let's go with the fourplex. Okay. So at the same time that you're trying to develop these systems and processes mm-hmm. for the storage unit, you're also trying to figure out the systems and processes for a fourplex. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're in the real estate realm, but those are way different processes, way different contracts, mm-hmm. way different insurances that you need for both. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's better, to, like, if you can survive off of just the storage units, to just take the storage units, stabilize them, get all the processes and everything in, and it's like good and running fine. You don't have that much calls or anything to do with it until you add that four unit. Hundred percent. That's that's exactly what Duplex Joe did. Mm-hmm. All he did was buy duplexes. He only bought duplexes till he got like fifty units. 
got it all stabilized good, passed it off to a reputable property manager. Mm -hmm. They're running it. And then he's like, okay, now that I have that bridge fully built, I'm going to add the lane of storage units. Mm -hmm. And now he's self-storage. Boom. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. Like fully get your thing built and add. Mm -hmm. Fully get your thing built and add. Fully get your and then you can figure out too if you like it or not. I mean, so there were, there are two brothers in Wisco Rhea that were trying to find um duplexes and just nothing really struck a chord with them their first deal they got was a storage unit and then now they like they really are doing well with the storage units they've mm -hmm. i think they've bought in two or three now mm -hmm. um and so now they're venturing maybe into getting some i think they've gotten a duplex or something actually no mm -hmm. um yeah i think they got a couple of things because i remember they bought one rental from ryan and i actually a single family yeah um so yeah, but they they successfully fully executed with the storage units before they started adding other types of real estate. Yep, for sure. Um, that's it. That's all I got on execution. And shiny objects. Shiny objects. Mm -hmm. So I mean, anyone that was at recon yesterday, I mean, we we heard from a lot of different things of storage units, multifamilies, duplexes. Mm -hmm. Um. What else? Did we wholesaling, mean? flipping. Wholesaling, flipping, syndications. We heard about tons of different ways you can go in real estate. So find one that you like and that is accessible or like even possible in your area. Like we said, I mean, wholesaling is possible in Eau Claire, but it's a realm that people have tried and haven't done it successfully. So, I mean, definitely be, if you're going to do something that's not well known in your area, like fully execute and get it done well and that's like we talked i've been saying this for like over a year now that the only thing i'm doing is flipping and burring new stuff mm -hmm. like newer stuff that's it like if i get stuff that doesn't hit those criteria or like they just they're nothing i'll like refer to a realtor or whatever but like it's either going to be a flip or it's going to be a newer burr mm -hmm. and like, that's it and i'm going to continue doing that until that's built mm -hmm. and then whatever yeah that's what i got cool i like it all right gang short one for you today get out there execute on something tomorrow 100 percent. or today yeah because you're listening this monday go execute today yeah okay bye see ya. Yeah. 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 Yeah